Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Hoes came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hi. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Honestly, I'm like really back in lockdown mode with cases and everything. So I've been watching so much TV. Um, it's a little bit like sad. I um, just started Big Little Lies for the first time. Watching so much Nicole Kidman because I've also been watching The Undoing love her she's so beautiful and I love the fashion what are your thoughts on the undoing so far oh I love it it's um addictive I think I I read the endings of everything before I watch it so I know everything that's gonna happen but I'm on episode five (laughs) I just like to know the ending I still think it's interesting I'm still gonna watch it I'm still gonna read it I just want to know I can't wait to be fair, I've spoiled The Bachelor for myself before, but I was like an undoing, like I watched it because it came out, it was very old fashioned. It came out every week mm-hmm. and I was watching it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thoughts. I have a, once, when you're done, I'll send you the TikTok. You can tell me it now. I know what's going to happen. I just got to say, I love Nicole Kidman's fashion. Like for me, like the scenery when they're in the Hamptons and like running around New York, it's just so beautiful. Basically, my whole recap, I'll send it to you, is that I hate everyone in the show except for the grandpa. The grandpa's amazing. I love the grandpa. He's the only one that has a lick of sense. <laughs> like oh, the rest of kid. I feel like Henry is really great. I can't stand him. I think he's why? so annoying. He's so annoying to me. I relate to him. He, I don't know why. I just find him really annoying. <laughs> um, speaking of annoying, <laughs> I am annoyed with everyone on the dating apps. I don't understand why men wake up every day and choose violence. Okay, so for example, a conversation I had recently, he just was like giving me nothing. He was just like, blah, 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 blah. And then like talked about some show he's watching. And then I was like, what show? I literally mustered up the energy to say what show. And he goes, wow, that was a really terribly put together sentence proceeded to tell me about the show and then not ask me anything about myself. What was the show? I don't fucking know. I literally said, hey, thanks for the criticism. I'll talk to you later. 
And then I unmatched him because he would have just chosen violence and he would have been really mean to me. So I talked to my friends about this and they said that men just want to explain the plot of Fight Club incorrectly and just have you sit there and listen to it is basically the modern day male, so. So one could say you haven't really been establishing connection on the dating apps. Sure haven't. Sure haven't. You know who is great at connecting with others? Our guest today. Let's go talk to her. All right, so we're so excited to welcome Elisa Honorado to the podcast. Elisa is an actress and she's married in a polyamorous relationship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Of course. And Lauren was asking me before how we met, and I said that she applied to be my co-host when I posted it on Actors Access, <laughs> which has been really cool because I feel like I've made some really good connections from people that applied. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think oh. I went with Lauren just because she was in a relationship. She could kind of bring that aspect, but there were so many cool people that applied. So um, it's just like a really cool coincidence. That's Maybe you didn't have um, ample shitty relationships beforehand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that must have been it that must have been it <laughs> so you're in the LA area too right yeah I'm in West Hollywood oh, okay cool and I saw you've been doing some videos and things during quarantine which have been cool can you tell us how like what kind of sparked that was it just boredom and quarantine or were people asking <laughs> questions what was going on there well honestly it it was something that I haven't hadn't ever talked about before um, I had told like maybe like my best friends, but that was kind of it. And I, I felt like I was hiding this like part of myself in a sense. Um, and, and also I had to be considerate of my husband, you know, I didn't want to make him uncomfortable, but after a while I was like, I just felt like, God, I need to like talk about this because it's this whole part of my life that people don't know about and that's a, it's a significant part of my life too so I was like fuck it I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it and it actually I'm really happy I did because so many people have reached out to me um people I haven't heard from like in a really long time to be like oh my gosh I've been thinking about talking to my partner about this and I got this huge response from so many people so I'm really happy I did it and that's why I'm continuing to do it Awesome. So your husband knew about it before you got married, but you didn't like an release it publicly until you were married. Yeah, we decided to like open up our relationship um, about a year and a half into dating. Um, and then a year and a half after that, we got married. Oh, cool. So okay. yeah, how long so, yeah it was before? open before that. We've been married for two years now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you were saying, I was watching one of your videos and you were kind of saying before you were like, kind of like the jealous type and you weren't like, you didn't ever think you would be in an open relationship. So can you kind of like talk to us about that journey a little bit? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, even five years ago, if you had told me that I was going to be in an open relationship, like when I met my husband, I would have been like, no, no way. Cause that, that wasn't even like on my radar. And then, especially when I was younger, like, oh my gosh, I, I, I had all these walls up, you know, to protect myself. And so I was a very jealous person because I was very insecure. And so when you're that insecure, the thought of like 
sharing someone with someone else or the thought that they might develop feelings for someone other than you, it's like, (gasps) that's like your worst nightmare. So especially when I was younger, I was, I was that person who would like overcompensate and be like, oh my gosh, like if a guy ever wanted something like that, I would say no. And there's no way I could ever be in that kind of a relationship. Like, you know, I was like that kind of person. And now I feel like it's a total 180. So the way that it sort of happened was when I was younger, I was having relationships and I would fall in love with like my boyfriend and I'd be super in love with my boyfriend. We would have a great relationship. There would be nothing wrong. And then I would meet somebody else and have this like immediate connection with them. And not just like the, oh, this person's like hot kind of a thing, but like like a, a, a deep connection and it would be immediate. Like within moments of talking to them, I would just feel this connection. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I didn't know how to explain it. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I kind of thought that it meant like, oh, if I if I have these feelings for this other person, then that must mean I don't really love my boyfriend. That was like my thought process because I didn't know there was any other kind of way. And I grew up in Orange County. So there it's very like everyone's in their perfect little homes and their perfect little families. And you don't talk about any of the things that are wrong. And you also don't talk about your emotions and your feelings. Like you keep everything looking nice and perfect. And that's what the world sees. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that like there were so many other options of what could be happening. And so I just thought like, oh my God, I don't really love my boyfriend. And then I would have this dilemma because I did, you know, and, and so things wouldn't go so great. You know, we would usually end up breaking up or I would end up sabotaging the relationship. So they would break up with me and it was a whole thing. And so this was like a pattern. And I just never really understood how to like break this pattern or like what was wrong. You know, I thought there was something wrong with me. And then when I started dating my husband, it happened again. So we had been dating for about a year and a half and I was going line dancing all the time. Um, If you've never been, you should go (laughs) when it's like allowed to do that again. (laughs) When we're allowed to do anything. (laughs) When we're allowed to do anything again. Um, But yeah, so I was going line dancing like two or three times a week. It was one of my favorite like outlets just to like get out and dance. And my roommate at the time, um, there was this guy there that she like really wanted to talk to, but he was always around his friends. So I was like, okay, I'll like wing woman for you. You know, like you go over and talk to him. And I started talking to the friend and I had that immediate like feeling and connection. And I was like, holy shit, it's happening again. And so I, I, I talked with him like the whole night. Um, the bar closed, it closed at like 12. So we went next door um, with my friend and, and the friend and continued. And I was freaking out because I just was feeling like such a connection to him. And so I went into the bathroom and I called an Uber in the bathroom and then I texted my roommate because I was like, she's clearly going to go home with him tonight and 
So I just texted her. I was like, I'm leaving. Peace out. Bye. Left out the back door by the, <laughs> by the bathroom, got in the Uber and didn't even say bye to him because I was so like flustered and just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And there was nothing wrong with my relationship with my husband, nothing. And so then I, well, my, he was my, still my boyfriend at the time, but so then I'm, I'm trying to like come up with excuses as to why this could be happening or like why I feel this way. And well, then there must be something wrong with my relationship with my husband and there's gotta be, you know, so I'm trying to figure it out. And so this went on for, I think maybe like two months where I would go out line dancing and I would see this guy and we would talk and nothing ever happened. He lived close by. So a few times I did go to his place. Um, and, but all we would do is talk and talk and talk and talk. And just, I had this crazy connection with him. And then finally one night I got blacked out drunk and went back to his place and I slept with him. And so that was kind of like the catalyst. And this was the first time I had ever cheated on anybody. So I was now like freaking out even more because at least before I had always broken up with my boyfriend or done something. So that way we weren't together before I really like pursued a relationship with somebody else. Um, but this was the first time I had cheated. So now I'm like even more guilty feeling and it was bad. So the next morning, um, I wake up cause I had been blacked out and fell asleep there. Didn't go home. My, my thought was like, Oh, I'm just going to like home at four o'clock in the morning. And like, he's, you know, he's not going to know, but of course I like pass out. And so I'm like, shit, I'm supposed to go to work right now. I called out, but my husband wakes up before me. So I already had text messages of like, oh my gosh, where are you? You didn't come home last night. He's freaking out. I don't know what to do. I'm hungover, not feeling great. So I just turn off my phone. <laughs> uh, I turn off my phone and around noon, I finally go home. My husband had called out from work because he was so concerned with, he, he didn't know where I was. He couldn't get a hold of me. He tried to find my iPhone you know, like all the things. And so he was freaking out. So I come home and he's home and I have to tell him, you know, like it's, it's pretty obvious. And so we have this huge conversation and it does not go well. Of course, he's furious with me and so hurt. And, but in the middle of all of this, Somehow I have the balls to say to him, like, I know I really hurt you and I fucked up, but this is going to happen again. And it was the first time I had ever like really been honest with myself and with anybody. I was like, this is going to happen again. And I didn't know how to explain it because it wasn't just like a, oh, I got drunk and hooked up with somebody. Oops. Like it's so much more than that. And, and so over the next like month, we really just taught, this was all we could talk about because he was like, okay, well, what does that mean? This is going to happen again. 
does that mean you want to like open up our relationship? And I was like, I, I think so. Like, I, I had no idea. All I knew was that like this kept happening and it's going to keep happening. And so we spent the next month really talking it through and we decided that, yeah, we were going to stay together because there wasn't anything wrong with our relationship. It wasn't like I was seeking another person because our relationship was bad. And so we, we talked it through and we decided we would open up our relationship and be allowed to you know see other people and explore that. Because for me, it wasn't just about like, oh, I want to have sex with other people. It was, I feel this really strong connection with somebody. And when I do, I, I want to be able to explore that and find out what that means. Mm. And I think the, one of the only reasons that the, the story has like a happy ending is because my husband, when he was in college um, and in grad school, he had been reading these like dating books. Um, and in them, they talked about like polyamory and open relationships. And so that had kind of been on his radar. He, it wasn't something that at the time he wanted to pursue, but he, when reading about them, he did think like, oh, if, if that were to ever happen, I would be open to trying that. And, and to him, it always made sense. So that was kind of already on his radar in a sense. So when I did bring it up, even though it was in this like horrible context, he was actually pretty open to the idea. Is he also <laughs> polyamorous? Because my understanding of like polyamory, and please correct me if I'm wrong, was that like you're not necessarily interested in a particular like gender identity. No. Okay. Um, <clears throat> polyamory just means that you want deep connections and relationships with another person. So it, it doesn't have anything to do with like gender or like your, your personal preferences. It simply just, you are open to having multiple relationships with multiple people. So for both of us, it's, it's totally heterosexual. He dates girls. I date boys. Um, I mean, I personally, I've just never been attracted to a woman, but hey, if that were to happen, I, I wouldn't be like, no, I only date boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but for him, yeah, he's only, he's only ever dated girls. Got it. Okay. And how has that looked within the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So actually, um, so my husband, he didn't start dating people of other people until this year. It just never kind of felt right to him, but then like at the end of 2019, he was like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to start dating other people. I feel ready." And he dated the first the the first person he ever dated was at the very beginning of March. And so he started seeing her and then they they decided that they wanted to be friends. Um and then like the pandemic hit. So he was like, fuck it. <laughs> um, but for me, same, as soon as the pandemic hit and, and like the real lockdown started, I was like, well, there's no point right now. Uh, for me, it was like the last thing on my mind. And then probably in August, that's when I started feeling like, okay, like maybe I can start 
seeing other people. And so, you know, I was, I'm on dating apps and especially right now, that's like the easiest way to meet people. Cause you can't bump into people out there. But for me, it's really hard because I usually don't, I won't date someone unless I feel a connection like right off the bat. And so it's really hard with dating apps because like you don't know until you actually meet them in person. And for me, most of the time after the first date, I'm like, nah, because if I don't feel that connection, I don't want it. So it's definitely been like harder. Um, but actually like a month ago, um, this guy that I, so we, we actually grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, we met when we were like six or something. And through all of elementary school, we were pretty good friends. Um, we had like almost every single class together um, through grade school. He would like bring me my homework when I was sick. Um, and then in junior high, he like started hanging out with like the popular kids and he became this like douchebag. And, and I was like the... I'm the nerdy- Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was this like nerdy little like I was in band I was in theater you know so we like went our separate ways so anytime I saw him in high school by that point I was just like "Ugh, you've changed so much you know like (laughs) that kind of thing um but he actually reached out to me in like September maybe yeah yeah I think at like the end of September and it was like on Instagram, right? He sent me a DM and it was just like, hey. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, we haven't talked to in like 15, 20 years. And you're just going to send me a message that says, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously I, I, I immediately like already knew what it was about because I, even though I wasn't, like talking about it openly yet, I did have in my Instagram profile, um, wife, and I'm polyamorous. Mm. Um, and so I had had a few people reach out to me just from seeing that. And so, and that, so he actually saw me on a dating app and messaged me. Um, and he's married, I'm married. So we started dating and it was like real hot and heavy, real fast. And there was like this crazy connection. Um, and we dated for like for only like a month and then he had like a personal thing happen and so we had to like stop for a little while but other than that like the dating during pandemic i've just kind of been like eh. yeah, it's yeah. it's too hard and, okay. and and i mean i do have my husband so it's you know it's not like i like i'm by myself you know i have him so it, it would definitely be different if if I didn't and I was by myself. I think I would for sure be like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I was curious if you put it on your dating apps or if you've had people like that you've been dating like negatively respond to it because they were like, no, I want you to myself sort of thing. So actually, I, I've been using OkCupid because on on the profiles, you can put on there, you're married, you're in a non-monogamous relationship, or that, or you're looking for a non-monogamous relationship, or you have a partner, and you're non-monogamous, like, you can, like, all of that kind of stuff, you can put right on your profile, like, they have the little selections, so with that, 
because of that, it's like very obvious. And like, I, I have a ton of pictures, of course, and two of them are from my wedding. Mm. So it's like, if you like, it's in my pictures and it's in my profile. So if you message me without realizing that I'm married, <laughs> then like, yeah. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get into like the connections you were talking about, because I feel like I, and I even joke with Lauren sometimes, like it's very hard for me to find a connection with someone. Like I'll go like a year without feeling like I have a spark. I wanted to say that actually, because she's over here. Like I'm connecting oh. to everybody. Like Chloe, what's going on with you? I know, I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> But no, I don't know. I guess, could you go into like the connection you're kind of feeling more and like what that's all about? Like, yeah, just kind of maybe go into that more and like how you're feeling. You said it's kind of like not kind of like an I want to sleep with you type thing right away. Like kind of like, what is that feeling like? Yeah, so it's been, <clears throat> it's always been really hard to explain, but it's it's definitely more than just a physical thing right? Because I can see some really hot guy and then go talk to him and be like, Oh God, you know? So it's, it's way more than just that. Or it's happened where I've been talking to someone who I didn't think was attractive at all. And then all of a sudden just had this, this feeling. And, and I, I actually dated someone three months before he moved where it was like that. I remember meeting him and he was just like, so charismatic and was just like, so he had this like magnetism about him and I, but I didn't think he was that attractive. And I remember telling my best friend when I was going on a date with him and this was before, before I had discovered like polyamory and all that. I remember telling her like, you know, I just, I don't know if I could ever sleep with this guy, but I'm going to go on a date with him. And so I went on the date. It was amazing. And then like three dates later, I slept with him because like, it wasn't about like his physical appearance. It was about that feeling. And, and so that feeling for me, it's like, I really think it, I don't know. I don't even know how, because it's so random, you know, it just comes up randomly, but it's, I feel like most of the time it's when I'm talking with someone who is really listening and and I can just tell that they're truly interested in me as a person and not me as a female, like me as someone that they could possibly sleep with me as like, you know, like all of those things. And, and I don't know, because, and sometimes like I, I do talk with somebody and, and I can tell they're genuinely interested in me, but the feeling's just not there. It's just, it's just chemistry. And I don't, I don't know, but, but to be fair, Chloe, it's not like I'm feeling this like crazy, amazing connection, like a whole bunch of like 20 times every year. Like <laughs> it's definitely not like that. Like that's, it, that's definitely not it. It's maybe like once or twice a year for me that I really feel that like really crazy connection but most of the time it's like it's just a little bit and it's like the butterflies and like that kind of a thing it's it's not often that it's like the oh my god like <laughs> what am I feeling <laughs> what do you think differentiates your connection with your husband versus the people that you date for one my husband definitely gets me on a level that 
I'm not sure anyone ever will because I mean, going, going through what we went through, me cheating on him and then him still saying, like really hearing what I had to say and realizing that like, this wasn't about our relationship, like what happened, it was about something more than that. Mm-hmm. For him to realize that and be able to work through that with me, of course, like there was still a level of trust that had been broken and we had to repair that. But for our relationship to go through something like that and to come out like even better than before, I think that's so rare. And and so to go through something like that, it really did strengthen our relationship. It made it so we had to communicate with each other in a way we had never done before. And in a way that I personally think like really has to happen in order for a relationship to work. And so for us to go through all of that, it's it's shaped our relationship in a way that I don't think or get with somebody else. Um and also I mean I had that feeling when I met him too. You know, as soon as I really started talking with him and getting to know him, it was again that that connection that I don't have very often with people. And, and I think like, he's just, he, he's the kind of person who, who I, I've always been looking for, you know, when, when I was, Hey, I'm going to get married and have this perfect husband and all that stuff. And I mean, he's definitely not perfect. I mean, nobody is, but yeah, it's going through all of that and the way we've, we've learned to grow with each other because I I am not even close to the same person I was five years ago when we met and neither is he he's probably much closer to who he was five years ago than I was (laughs) um but like through all of the growth and all of the things that I have been going through in the last five years he's always been there um and he's he's very much like the a very stable person and he for sure has been like my rock and I, I used to hate when people said that because I was like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And now here I am because I'm like, oh, fuck, I get it. But he's, I always, I always say he's like this, just like chugging along through life. He's very mm-hmm. stable. And then I'm like this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so he really like balances me out. We're very much the opposites attract. Um, we are total opposites in so many ways other than our beliefs and the way that we think and view the world. And so I think that's why, like, no one is ever going to be the same because no one is the same. No one is him. So I could never have the same connection and relationship with anybody else than I do with him. Nobody else is like him. I don't want to get into like the jealousy factor of it because I don't know I've heard a lot of different things and you can kind of maybe touch on this like sometimes there's kind of like rules that couples have of like don't cross this boundary or don't do this but like for me I don't know when you say like you're making these connections with people and like that guy that you just went and like talked to him forever like I feel like that would almost hurt me more than like someone just sleeping with someone like oh you're like talking to them and forming this connection with them like I don't know, has that jealousy ever kind of like creeped in or like how did you initially get over that? Or like, yeah, like have you, have either of you ever felt that with like another person that you guys are seeing? Yeah, so 
I, I personally haven't had to deal with jealousy too much yet because like I said, my husband's only dated one person and it didn't last for very long. So I didn't really need to, but I mean, I still kind of felt it, but, but I totally get what you're saying because for some people it would be easier. It's if it's like just a physical thing, like whatever, you're just going to go and sleep with them and come back. And, but when you start connecting with someone, you can fall in love with someone. And that's really scary for people because, I mean, our whole lives, most of us are told you fall in love with one person, you marry them, and then that's it. No more. And, and it's like, if you do feel that connection with someone else, you immediately stop it. You're like, no, and you cut that person out. And because you're, you're married or you're in this relationship and you can, uh, you know, and it's like, you're so worried about doing what happened, what I did, you know? And, and so that, that can be really scary because I, one, I think it's just ingrained in us that we're only supposed to be with one person. And, and so if our one person goes and falls in love with someone else, well, then what? Now they don't have one person. Now they have two. But I don't know. I, for me, it's like, well, why not? You know, why are we, why are we limiting ourselves in this way? You know, why can't we fall in love with multiple people, have experiences with all of these other people? Because we're going to be learning things from all of these people. And then we can always take what we learned about that relationship into our relationship with our like primary partner or our husband or spouse or whatever. But, but that can be really scary because we're so afraid. I, I feel like so many people are afraid of like losing their, their person. You know, we spend so many like years of our lives searching for like the one person so we can get married to them, you know? And so it's like, we did all this work to find the one person and now we're going to go out and find another one. Like what? And so I think that can like really freak people out. And yeah. And the jealousy thing I think is so ingrained in us. Like think about all of the movies and the television shows that revolve around getting jealous and, and cheating and hiding the fact that we we're cheating. There's so much that just revolves around, around like the cheating and jealousy and lying that we aren't ever taught. We aren't ever shown that like, there's other ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to get jealous. And, and that's the thing I, I really realized is jealousy is just insecurity. When we start to feel jealous it's not because of anything that our partner or significant other is doing. It's, it's just something within us. It's an insecurity with us that's coming up as jealousy. And so most of the time it's, you know, what is it? Oh, she's prettier than me or, oh, she's smarter than me. And so we start to compare ourselves to this other person and we get worried that our partner is going to like this other person more than us. But it's like I was just talking about my connection with Mike is unique. 
And I'm never going to have that same connection with anybody else. But just because I have a connection with somebody else, that doesn't take away from the relationship I have with my husband. You know, if we can kind of wrap around that, that jealousy is really just our own insecurities and our own fears. Then once you start to realize that when those feelings come up, then we can just say like, okay, well, why, why am I feeling this way? What is the insecurity lying underneath the jealousy? And then what can I do or what can I ask my partner to do to make it easier so that way when he does go out on a date, I'm not at home like freaking out. And what was it like explaining this to your parents? (laughs) (laughs) So my mom, I definitely told like right away. My mom, it was like, you know the next day called her and was like bawling to her like mom I did something really bad you know and like so with my mom it was a little bit easier but I realized I had never really told her that like we decided to open up our relationship it was just mom I cheated on him oh my gosh this horrible thing and then our relationship is better yay and then it kind of ended there and it wasn't until I think this year that I really started telling her like, yeah, so we're like, even though we're married, we're in an open relationship or we're technically, I guess you would say polyamorous. That was, it was easy to tell my mom because I had always been able to confide in her. Um, and she definitely, her response when I finished telling her, she was like, that's weird. <laughs> and I was like, thanks mom. <laughs> um, but my parents have always been pretty open-minded. Um, I actually just told my dad, I think like a month ago, and they've always been like, whatever makes you happy, we're happy with, you know, as long as like, you're not hurting anyone. Like, so it was actually really easy to tell my parents. And, and I think also because it's not like I'm like 17 or 18 trying to tell them like, this is what I want. You know, I think maybe it's, it's a little harder when you're younger because your parents are still of the mindset of like, you know, nothing, Jon Snow, you know, like, so. Well, you kind of touched on it a little so. bit. I was going to ask, what are kind of the different, like polyamory, open relationships? Like what are kind of all the different things you can kind of classify yourself as? And what are the differences between them? Like specifically polyamory and open relationships? Is that something that's completely different? So technically, I'm like, I'm not an expert, so I could be missing something here. Um, But like technically, open relationship refers to just sex, meaning that like your partner or your husband or whoever they're you you're just gonna have sex with other people and that's it whereas polyamory refers to wanting to have like a a real connection with another person and have like a true relationship with another person and with multiple people so I kind of use them interchangeably especially because I feel like most of the time people don't really know the difference unless they are polyamorous, then they for sure like know the difference. But I feel like most of the time people interchange them anyway. But technically my husband and I would be polyamorous because we aren't just having sex with other people. It, for us, it is definitely, we want to have connections and relationships with other people. So like I, I would love to meet somebody and have like, a real connection with them and have them like be like my boyfriend you know it's like 
but you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, but yeah. And then there's also, there's another term, um, shortened to ENM, ENM, which is ethically non-monogamous. And that's just like a, a blanket umbrella term for being in a non-monogamous kind of situation and ethically because everyone is aware and that's the big part because I've definitely talked to people who they're like oh yeah like I you know I kind of like see this other person every once in a while and we date and but like my partner doesn't know Mm. and I'm like then that's not <laughs> no. If your partner doesn't know, then you're just you're lying to them. Like that's, Dang, buddy. that's not okay, <laughs> right? Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not trying to judge you because I've been there, but like that's totally different. If the other party doesn't know about it, then you're cheating or you're just lying to them. You know, so, <laughs> so that's like the most important, the, the E, the ethical, the ethically non-monogamous. Um, and I mean, there's probably other subcategories that I don't even know about, but those are the ones that like, I'm aware of. And before we get into the letter, I was going to say too, you touched on a little bit that like you and your husband kind of talk about how to help each other if you are having those feelings of jealousy like what are some of the things that you've kind of like touched on there like what do you feel like helps you if you're feeling like those pangs of jealousy or like has there any been anything he's like requested of you to kind of like help quell that yeah so boundaries are are a big thing especially like if you decide to open up a current relationship Um, or just decide to have any sort of open relationship, like knowing those boundaries and knowing those rules are like super important and talking about them and setting them up. So that way, before anyone ever goes on a date, everyone is on the same page. So for us, when I first started really dating other people, this was at the beginning of last year. Um, we, we had set up those, those rules. And at first um, because it, it was hard, hard for my husband. It, it wasn't like super easy. He definitely had, I don't know if he had feelings of jealousy per se, but he was, he was just definitely like worried and like a little bit scared. And so to make things easier for him, we set up the rules that like, I, I had to always tell him beforehand if I was going to be going on a date with someone, that's kind of obvious. Um, And like, at at first, he was like, I want to know if you think you're going to sleep with this person, I want to know beforehand. And at first, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, Because it's not like I was dating a ton of people. But we changed that because I was like, what if I'm out, and I meet someone and we have this crazy connection, and we end up going back that night, like, you know, and we sleep together. Like, do I really need to be like, uh, P.S. We're taking off our clothes right now and we're going to sleep together. Okay, bye. You know, like, so that rule kind of changed where he was like, okay, I don't need to know like in advance if you think you're going to sleep with someone because sometimes it doesn't work that way. Um, but I, I think the only real rule that we have now, um, of course, like being, being safe, that should just be a rule always, um, you know, using protection, stuff like that. Um, but the only real rule we have now is that we we don't let anyone else sleep in our bed. 
that's the only rule we have because I mean, one, we're in a one bedroom apartment. So, I mean, that would mean that the other person isn't here. And, but that, that's really the only rule is that like our bed is our bed. Um, and we don't really want to like mix the energies in there. Um, but some people have rules where it's like when you go out on a date with somebody in the middle of the date, just text, send me a text saying like, I love you. Because then it's like, you know, like your partner is out with somebody else, but you get that text. And so you know that they're, they've at least thought of you a little bit, you know, or it, if you go out on a date with somebody, then we have to have a date night as well that same week, right? So that way it's like, you don't feel like somebody else is getting more time than you are if that's something that you're worried about or... I don't know. There, there's like lots of little things. So it's whatever it is that worries you talking about that and finding what's one little thing that you can do to make it not such a worry. I think our letter writer today was kind of experiencing maybe something that you felt with your partner early on. Um, cause she's trying to kind of like attempt to explain to him that she'd like to open up the relationship. So she says, dear damsels, I've been with my boyfriend for a few years now. And while I love him very much, I'm starting to have these thoughts creep in that I might like to explore relationships with other people. It isn't that I don't love him or value our relationship. I just feel that my sexual appetite is a little bit larger than just the two of us all day, every day. In my opinion, life is too short to not try new things, but every time I bring up the subject to him, he shuts it down immediately. I even suggested maybe just having a three-way to see how we both feel about bringing another person into the bedroom together, but he was adamantly opposed. Am I being selfish for wanting to try new things, or is there a better way I can approach this with him while still assuring him that I value the relationship that we've built? Sincerely, open-minded about other relationships. I, I kind of wish she had talked about why. Why is he so opposed? Because I think that's the thing. Finding out why, because if if he's at least willing to talk about his reason why, then I think it's it, it's like we were talking about before with jealousy. You know, when that comes up and say, okay, why? What's the insecurity underneath there? And I think that's that's really what she needs to address. If he's always adamantly like, no, then what's the why underneath that? And then addressing that. And it, but it might not even be that. It might just be, it might just be that he's like, nah, I don't want that. You know, because it's weird. I think that's another thing, and that's that's part of the reason why, like, my husband and I, we didn't tell anyone because there was a little bit of that, like this is weird. Not a lot of people do this. It's, it's not the normal thing. So, I mean, maybe that could be it, you know, there's so many reasons why, but I think finding out what that why is. And then I think, I mean, I hope when she told him, like she wants to open it up, but to be, I hope that she would tell him her reasons. Why, why is it important to her? And, and what can he gain? What is it that she's hoping to gain? But then what is it that he could possibly gain from it too? Because it, it is on both sides. And do you feel like whenever you were de- kind of dating before your husband, like, it, could this just be like that this is not her person because they're just not aligned on this? Like, do you think like you've ever dated someone that you're like, okay, they would never be open to like polyamory? Yeah, definitely. I, and I think most of the time people, who are like adamantly opposed 
they are the ones who there there's something deep under there that they are so scared of or so there there's something there that they don't want to address and that's why they're like adamantly opposed because i feel like especially now like it's even though it's not super common it's way more common than it used to be and and i think most people now i mean depending on where you live i guess are open to that or at least open to talking about it and and even hearing somebody else out so but a few times when i have dated someone who it's like oh there's no way it's because i mean i was that person when i was when i was like 20 i was that person who was an adamant no way but now it's i had such deep insecurities and it's i think it's also because i was experiencing those types of feelings and had no idea what to do with them and i was so scared of them and so I did what most people do is I ignored them and pushed them away and pretended that they weren't there. Mm -hmm. So it could be that too. I know she says at the end of the letter, like, am I, am I being selfish? And I don't think so. You know, it takes a lot of courage to really look at your, look at your own self and look at your own relationships and say like, you know what? I, I think I need this. And to be able to say that to your partner and communicate that takes a lot of courage and takes a lot of self-reflection. So no, I don't think you're being selfish at all. I think it's great that you're looking at your relationships and looking at yourself and saying, this is what I want and, and asking for it. So no, that's not selfish. Like keep doing that. Totally. And it sounds like she hasn't really like explored this like more like as much as she wants to just because he is so adamantly opposed. And I know you were saying earlier, your husband read some books and I know there's like the ethical slut and like different books that people can read on it. So what like if she's kind of open to like learning more about this, like where should she go and like what kind of books should she read? Do you think? Yeah, my favorite book was The Ethical Slut. Like as soon as like, because it covers everything, it covers every possible scenario. It's going to cover things that don't apply to you. Some things that do, but it just, for me, it really helped like open up my mind to what does, what does an open relationship really look like? What does polyamory really look like? And like so many scenarios that it was like, I didn't even think about this. Like, so that that is for sure where I would start because it's super thorough. It's a super easy read and it covers everything, including how to talk to your partner about opening up your relationship. So, I mean, I, I would just skip straight to that chapter maybe and read that first. Um, and then also read the chapter. There's a whole, I think there's a whole section all about jealousy and about communicating. So that's what I would do. I would get that book. I would read those couple chapters. And then later, after you've had the conversation, maybe go back and read the other ones because the whole book is really good. I was going to say, I feel like it's obviously incredibly difficult to have that conversation with your partner, but it's another thing to also have it with your friends and especially for you to be vocal about it, like on social media and on your platforms. And have you faced like any pushback from your friends or like trolls on social media? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I've, I've definitely thought about that. And I forget, I forget who said this quote, but somebody, somebody said until 
you don't, you haven't really said anything of meaning until you've gotten your first troll. (laughs) And part of me feels like, yeah, that's, that has a lot of validity to it. So, um, I mean, I don't think my platforms are big enough yet for me to have trolls right now. It's, it's mostly just like people in my life that I've met. I have had a few people, um, be like, well, then why did you get married? Mm. And like, that's the biggest pushback that I've had. Um, but nothing, nothing super crazy yet. (laughs) Well, speaking of your platforms, can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Instagram, um, at underscore my first name, Elisa, E-L-I-S-A dot my middle name, Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E. That's kind of it right now. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Elisa. This is great. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was super awesome. Thank you. Well, I got to say that was an educational lesson for me today. It was super informative. Yeah. And I've learned about some of it, but um, I feel like she explained it in a way that was really interesting. So if you guys are interested in learning more about it, um, she's kind of ramping up her Instagram videos during quarantine. Um, I saw she was doing a little bit of Q&A whenever she goes live. So She's a great resource for you guys. So you guys should definitely check her out if you're interested. And you can also subscribe to us to hear more um, on Damsels in the DMs at Apple and Spotify and follow us on Instagram also at Damsels in the DMs. And of course, we are always open to hearing your dating dilemmas. So please write to us either on our personal Instagrams or the Damsels in the DMs general Instagram account um, or on our website. And just let us know topics you want to hear too. Yeah. And don't think that we're limited to any topic because I think we're incredibly open-minded to hearing about any sort of topic. No topic is too big or too small. So please let us know what you're wanting to listen to. All right, guys. Until next time. Going down the DMs. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.